0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Characters. Uh, Yes, this is actually me, Ian Astrakiza. There is no character host tonight. I was not able to find either Che Guevara or John Lennon or anyone else who could have either done a second episode Nor could I find any new characters. It's a little bit hard to book right now. Things are opening up a little bit in Montreal, and I guess some of them are going back to their old jobs. Um, Which is good, in a way. And I hope you're doing well too, listener. I hope uh, wherever you are, either in Montreal or somewhere else in the world, that you are coping as best as you can, and that you are, most importantly, listening to this show. Um, you know, it's only thanks to people like you that, uh, that I keep doing this. No, that's completely a lie. I like, I do this for the love and the pleasure of it, listener, but, um, certainly you are a big part of it. Um, perhaps not as numerous a part of it as I would like, which is, uh, one of the topics of today's show, uh. Something that, um, you know, I've, I've noticed that in the analytics that uh, not doing so well, not doing so well, not too many people listening to this show uh, in Montreal. I am getting good listenership uh, elsewhere in the United States, in France, uh, in Brazil, in weird countries like Sweden, where I don't know anyone or the, no, not Sweden, sorry, the Netherlands. How did I confuse those two? Um, so thank you, Dutch listeners. But um, but I, I really, really want to get a hold of the Montreal market, which is um kind of one of the things that I'm trying to accomplish um in 2021. And um And before I bring our main guest, I'd like to just make a couple of other little administrative announcements. Uh, Our show can now be found on Stitcher, on Apple Podcasts, on uh, what else? What else? Spotify, on YouTube, on anywhere where you can access audio media. You can find characters. Uh, That's characters with a Q-U at the beginning and it's pronounced like the word that you are already familiar with. It's not characters. it's not... That's actually the only alternative I've heard. It's not characters. it's characters. Hard K sound. Um, Maybe we'll talk a little bit about that with my guest to name rebranding. Maybe she knows something a little bit about that. Um, So without further ado, my guest, uh, Penny Monet Lama, is a woman who I had met um, at, at Montreal Improv, actually, Uh, She was doing a bunch of different workshops. We found each other in similar workshops and then later uh, in classes, um, I would see her around. She was a big fan of coming to Indie Nights and uh, other shows like that. And, um, you know, I didn't really talk to her too much at first, but um, I don't really know how we we got to to talking, but uh, she told me about her she gave me some actually good professional advice, which is something that we're going to talk about in a little bit and later revealed herself to be a pleasure designer. And that always stuck with me, huh, pleasure designer. And I foolishly didn't even ask her what it meant the first time. I just, oh, those two words sound cool. And, um, but, you know, as this pandemic has raged on and, and there has been a lack of pleasure in my life, I was wondering if uh, Penny Monet Lama, you could you could help me out, and you could be my first and only guest for this episode of Characters. So, how are you, Penny?
1: Well, I'm great, and it, it's quite a pleasure to be here. Haha, ha, pleasure. You know, it just it's in our life. And I heard you say it right off the top that you were doing this for love and pleasure. So, mm-hmm. I'm really happy to be here to talk about that with you,
0: Ian. Well, Penny, uh, well, thank you very, very much for taking time out of your incredibly busy schedule. I saw that you were doing, well, I guess virtual book tours now, but uh, how how does that work exactly, international virtual book tours? Yesterday you were in Melbourne, and tomorrow you have to be in Sao Paulo, uh, but you're all doing it from home, presumably?
1: Yes, it just means getting up at a different time, it's always weird to get ready, uh, you know, to do a public appearance in the middle of the night uh, on Zoom or whatnot. But uh, I do it because I do want to connect with these people from abroad.
0: And I see that you act, uh, I, I should have mentioned uh, that you there's a very elaborate green screen uh, sort of film studio that you're in. So presumably you can get incredible lighting uh, at all times of the day, really. But, you know, maybe it's a lot of work or something.
1: Yes, well, it, you know, you do what it takes, just like uh, Joe Biden out there who had to make a little studio in his own house. I had to go through uh, this work as well and only hired the best uh, to do the same.
0: What What else can you tell me about the similarities between you and Joe Biden?
1: Well, uh, certainly he is a man who I think has a purpose. You know, he uh, Mm. has wanted to serve the people of America almost his whole life. And I'd like to think that I'm here to help and serve also the people of the world.
0: And I'd like to think that with this podcast, I'm also doing my part in serving the listeners with... uh, you know, very interesting interviews with assortments of different uh, real-world people. Um, uh, uh, I should say that Penny Monet Lama is nodding, uh, which is not actually something you can hear in an audio medium. But uh, she confirms that this is a podcast that is indeed helping a lot of people. Uh,
1: Absolutely, certainly. Let me affirm that uh, audio-wise. Uh, <laughs>
0: Well, thank you very much for that affirmation um, and confirmation. And um, and I before we get before we talk shop, um, which uh, which is uh, an industry term. I wanted to know if we could talk a little bit about how we first met. Um, so I mentioned it very briefly. It was at a workshop. I don't. Uh, do you remember what workshop it was in or what we were doing exactly? I'm not sure, but one of the
1: memories I have is you being uh, behind the tech booth, which is something that you did uh, quite a few times at uh, Montreal Improv. And I was often uh, interested by your choice of music. So mm. I think I often would come and talk about uh, how you would uh, you know, set yourself up and prepare the room with some music to get people in that in that mood in that great state to be out there and energetic and and ready to do some improv.
0: That's right. That's right. And and I was so touched by your uh interest because uh this was something that I thought I was kind of uh, actively trying to do for a long period of time um putting Kind of shoehorning either surf rock or uh, soundtracks from films that I really loved uh, into uh, narrative scenes, into herald scenes, perhaps much to the chagrin of the performers. Um, and you came up and you complimented me on that, and uh, and then you mentioned that I have committed an act of pleasure today, and then you left. And I thought, that that's interesting. I have committed an act of pleasure. And later we got to talking, I, much later, I think uh, weeks, months later, um, and uh, you gave me a lot of good advice on the nature of pleasure. So I think, Penny, uh, now maybe this is the time to tell people sort of what it is you do exactly.
1: Yes, well, you know, we joked around and mentioned the word pleasure a few times already. One thing that I do is indeed being a pleasure designer. Of course, uh, the first word is pleasure, but an important part of it is designer. It just means that I take tangible or intangible things and my work is very much in the intangible because pleasure usually is intangible. Mm. I mean, well, we'll talk to, about different things. It can be tangible as well, but oh. I like to think that uh, I we, we come to places and experience something that will bring us pleasure. Now, pleasure comes in all sorts of form and all that is to just, it makes us feel something. What I want us mm-hmm. to do here and as humans in this life is have feelings, have emotions. And pleasure is one of those first parts to bringing us to a different, you know, it brings us places. It brings us to a state of happiness, a state of contentment. But we start with that element of pleasure first.
0: Um, And so, and on that, one of the things that you mentioned um, later on was a a notice a noticeable lack of enthusiasm and emotional pleasures in my scenes, which is actually how we first started talking about your your profession. And um, and do you remember what you told me that really inspired me that one day?
1: That yeah, well, I asked you why you were doing this. Why were you doing improv? What wanted? What did you want to do out there? Really. When you embodied these characters.
0: And I re- my retort was quite simply, I just want an opportunity to be anyone other than myself. And you were so moved by that to sadness that you gave me your business card, you you gave me a copy of your book, which I still have here. Uh it's called Finding Pleasure in Hidden Places. Uh, and then there's a wink. There's you winking on the cover, which I thought at first, is this in you? What are you telling me? Um, but I had, I had a good read. And no, there's actually nothing, nothing, nothing sexual about this at all. It's a philosophy that you have developed over a series of uh, decades. Uh, wh- at first, through rigorous... Uh, training and meditation with Buddhist monks in Nepal. Uh, And then afterwards, through rigorous uh, drinking and debauchery in various academic institutions in the United States.
1: Mm -hmm. Yes. Two parts to this great training that came together, indeed. Now, I will mention that, you know, on my book, there is that wink because... uh, you know, when we talk about pleasure, there's often that notion of, you know, people going towards that aspect of maybe, you know, sexual pleasure. Mm -hmm. So that little wink is a little wink to that. But it's so much more than that. Oh,
0: so what you're saying is it's like a tease. It's a teaser to the to the audience is like, hmm, you know what this book may be about. So you get the reader to open the book and read it. And then it's too late once they realize there's nothing sexy at all about this philosophy.
1: But is it too late? Because I believe that just like you, people who read this book have found other elements of pleasures of interest in my book. Right, Ian?
0: Well, I... Well, I mean, let's get on to that. I mean, th- that's pretty much the main topic of of, of today. That um, and and again, thank you so much for your time. I know that you have a an important lunch meeting um, with uh, the head of TED Talk. Oh, mm-hmm. maybe you can talk a little bit about that at the end. That's the plug section where you can talk okay. about what you're 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 going to be doing. Um, so yes, uh, I read your book and it did help me get through some pretty. I don't want to say dark times, but uh, very purgatorial times, if I can put it that way, Um, especially during the first part of this pandemic where I had a lot of time to think, time to reflect on mistakes I've made, on um, advantages that I had perhaps spurned, things of that nature. And, um, I reached out to you. I, I, I gave you a call in the middle of the night. I remember it was two in the morning and I was a blubbering mess. Um, I had been thinking, uh, in the dark for hours and hours and hours, slowly drinking, uh, a gin and tonic, a, a large one that I had made. And, um, I called you in the middle of the night, two in the morning, uh, and you told me, read your book, read my book. So I read it um, again, and I I feel like it has made me appreciate the fact that I do this podcast for pleasure. And you said it, you 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 reminded me at the very top of this podcast that I'm doing it for this purpose. So there is pleasure in my life, but its lack of success is perhaps disinhibiting that pleasure and making mm-hmm. me uh, horrendously miserable. So uh, I wondered if we could maybe talk a little bit about that. And um, yeah,
1: absolutely. Well, I mean, it, it, it's a, it's great because this is what I do. You know, I people reach out to me, uh, all sorts of companies, brands, too. Mm-hmm look into their product and see how it could always be made to be more pleasurable, more uh, interesting in that sense that people will, you know, adopt something like that for, for, in order to, you know, emote, in order to change something in their life. And I think that here you have a product that not only can serve you, but can serve other people as well, like the listeners. It's a great medium to have and to work with, to play on these notions of pleasures that can go both ways.
0: Uh, Could you perhaps give me a a specific example of what... Maybe, uh, listen, uh, I'm, you know, Penny. I have to be honest. I do not have... A master's degree i do not have a phd in any Mm. of this stuff i haven't been to school in a really long time i'm kind of what you may call a stupid guy and uh well i'm kind of stupid if there's one thing that i've noticed if there's one thing honestly that i've learned over the the years is that i'm i'm pretty stupid about a lot of things now i'm not necessarily saying that as a put down more as a general observation uh so i don't really understand what you're telling me is there is is there can you give me a concrete example of some company or some brand that you may have helped uh with their product and how that product gave their audience more pleasure mm.
1: Well, uh, you know, I just want to say that I'm so used to talking sometimes theoretically about this, and I'm Mm -hmm. sorry, but yes, let's make it uh, very uh, tangible. So, I mean, people have come out to me, and when I mean there's singer-songwriters that want to make their song happy. They want to make their songs pleasurable to people so i people have contacted me to ask, "How can I do this and now the the designer's job is really to come up with elements you know we analyze humans, we have uh, often focus groups we mm-hmm. we see what the trends are and also the problems that people face and how we can uh you know, counter that. And right. in the case of a song, it's really coming up sometimes with what kind of melodies we know. Some of the classic melodies that make people happy, and that's why there's a bit of a recipe to this kind of stuff.
0: Right. So, uh, it, it, for example, let's say I'm Tom York, mm. uh, you know, Radiohead. Mm-hmm. I say, look, Penny, you know, we've we've sold a lot of records. We've we've made a big successful career of very mopey music. Mm -hmm. I want our next record to be a, a summer slam dunk. It needs to be happy. So is that the kind of thing you do? That They come up to not you? Not quite.
1: Not quite. We no? have to keep the identity yes. of this person. Oh, I, I mean, see. I believe that Tom York and Radiohead bring a lot of pleasure in their own way.
0: Oh, okay. So it's not necessarily just, uh, you know, sunny disposition. It's it's what you bring uh, spiritually and emotionally to the audience, yes. perhaps.
1: Yes, Exactly. So we really work with some of these entertainers for their process. Maybe it would be clearer with a, with a product, you yes. know, now, uh, because of the pandemic, uh, people spend a lot of time at home. And in terms of, uh, uh physical pleasure of, of, uh, of comfort really where I want to go here, I again, wink, wink, but I'm talking comfort is, uh, people like have, change the way they dressed obviously because they're at home Mm -hmm. so a lot of industries are also changing what is being put out there so we're looking at comfort and then we're looking at all these things that make people you know glad to be in, in in some sweatpants but you know there's just not just your normal sweatpants. Sometimes sweatpants without seams, for example, because seams kind of maybe rub against people who spend a lot of time in these pants. So we go above and beyond finding these elements of pleasure and comfort and improving them.
0: I'm actually very surprised that you use this the sweatpants example. Um, that has that's actually one of the practices that has created or produce the most criticism of your practices um, Mm. as there's a lot of studies that seem to suggest that the continual wearing of seamless sweatpants has led to an increase of, of homeward depression. So people just, uh, you know, they keep these sweatpants on, they cannot take them off. They're too depressed to do anything about it. And they just sort of sit around on their couch. Um, now listen, I have noticed that I am able to take them off and wear pants. Oh. So I I am capable of overcoming it, mm-hmm. but I you know, the other day I did wear them to the depanneur and as a result I bought 5 bags of Doritos as opposed to just the one. Well, you
1: know Doritos <laughs> once again another brand that I have worked with. Oh. I mean Think about it, the pleasure that comes from these little flakes of flavor. And Doritos are really good at finding new combinations that, again, b- bring a new notion of pleasure. And what about the texture and the crunch? Those are things that are designed in. And you have to think that behind a lot of these things that we that are out there in the world, they are meant to bring something to you. Of course, you're not supposed to abuse of the Dor- you know, the Doritos pleasure. Mm-hmm. But, but it has, I'm sure, brought you pleasure to dip into one of those bags.
0: One, yes, but five in one night while wearing uh, seamless sweatpants was a cause for was a cry for help. Mm. Um, now, I, listen. I um would like to know what exactly you did with Doritos do you mind sharing uh did, well, were, were their chips crunchless before your intervention
1: no I mean they've are that was part of their uh their you know um, creation and and unicity but one thing that oh. came is that people always like you know to the the crunch can always be improved you know there's a lot of technicalities behind it sometimes people like the crunch to be complete some people enjoy you know sometimes there's little bubbles in those chips and that creates a different kind of crunch.
0: So I bet you just walked into those Dorito labs and you just kicked the ass of all of those food scientists who had (laughs) no understanding of crunch consistency or or anything about what you're talking about.
1: No, but I just inspired them to go above and beyond once again into thinking about this important aspect of the pleasure that brings Doritos. Mm. And let's not forget that Doritos is also, you know, the the company that came up with these. Well, I mean, with my help, of course. These kind of mixtures of flavors that have, you know, really changed a lot of um, people uh, the the taste experience that they can get.
0: Oh, okay. So you you inspired different flavors.
1: Well, I mean, mixing and matching some of these, you know, not only there was a contest, you know, we often ran contests to get the people uh, of Canada and the US to inspire some of these mix and match from their own personal experiences. This is what we do. We kind of go out there and see what people like first. Mm -hmm. But I I mean, then marketing something like, uh, you know, Maple and cheese together is you know something that has brought pleasure to a lot of the people of Quebec who enjoy their cheese and the maple.
0: Oh geez. So, okay. Yeah. Well you know that, that's the interesting thing about uh about anything is 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 how subjective it is. Mm-hmm. So that to me does not sound like it would inspire anything other than, uh, disgust. However, if, if it's giving people pleasure, then, uh, I'm all for it. I'm, I'm all for it.
1: Now you have to understand that I, there's so many approach there, you know, there's 8 million of us here on earth. Of course, we aim to please as many people as we can, but sometimes it's okay to target a market, just like you are doing with targeting Montreal. You know, mm-hmm. you want uh, the people of Montreal to listen to your podcast, and therefore, this is where we we can you know talk about this. How can you bring pleasure to the people of Montreal? Uh,
0: I I don't I don't know if I have my finger on the pulse of the Montreal generation. Mm. Um, You know, this has been something that I think I have been considering for the past number of years. And uh, only recently has my brief consideration evolved into, you know, an aggressive realization that um, I just don't seem to compel uh, people my age. Let's say eighteen to thirty-five. So I know that uh, target market demographics is how we categorize people from your book. Uh, mm-hmm. The eighteen to thirty-five male, and well, I'm also going for female eighteen mm-hmm. to thirty-five male and and female. well, eighteen to thirty-five. Let's say total. Mm-hmm. Um, and and uh, that's kind of why I wanted your expertise because I feel perhaps my uh, my characters that I get on here um, or perhaps the nature of this medium, the podcast, as opposed to like a, a film or opposed to I don't know something else, a video game, um, that would be more inspiring for people. So uh, if you had any. Uh, ideas or any advice I would uh, love to take it on board
1: well let me tell you Montreal is a great playground for uh, pleasures and I'd like to think now I know you've been in Montreal for you know quite some time now
0: since yeah about uh, 2015 2013 really
1: okay so I would like you to tell me maybe some, you know, I can certainly like go out and tell you some of the pleasures of Montreal consist of obviously, you know, when spring comes around, there's this, yes. So there's this aspect of renewal. Mm -hmm. And I found this in your podcast somewhat happened, you know, today you're having a different kind of show in a way it's a bit of a spring in your podcast, right? It's a bit of a change. And uh, when there is that change, usually that, you know, that's a pleasure to have the sun in your face, to be outside seeing people. Now, Mm. through this podcast, you're meeting all sorts of people and I want you to keep those connections going, obviously. Okay. And another pleasure in Montreal is the opportunity to have amazing kinds of foods, all kinds of foods, all kinds of delicacies. Okay, Now,
0: so you're saying that maybe this podcast, I should not only have characters, but maybe they should be eating Montreal uh, delicacies. So maybe I call up Che Guevara and he has uh, an interview with some other politician and they're both having uh, smoked meat sandwiches.
1: Well, I don't know, uh, these moments of exchange, you know, uh, some great moment of uh, contact with people is with food when people are exchanging while eating. Uh, not only I think it really feeds this connection, so that could be an interesting aspect. Uh, you know, <laughs> despite the the problems that maybe chewing and crunchiness could have on the audio, mm-hmm. I think it could be an aspect for you to look into. Uh, people. You know, eating something that's interesting, that's new, that's different while exchanging.
0: So maybe I get, I don't know, uh, I try to see if I can get John Lennon back and he has some wonton soup with a music producer and they talk about uh, mixing techniques during the pandemic.
1: Yes. Something like that. Yes. Well,
0: I'll see if he's interested. Um, And even
1: you, Ian, could you be... Uh, is there something that you could have while, just before maybe performing on this podcast is there something that would put you in a state of pleasure before you start uh, this podcast in term of you know food or even you know what you're wearing music that you're listening before you have to think of putting yourself in a state
0: well uh, to be honest uh, despite my musical uh choices that I would did before uh, scene work from mm-hmm. when we were talking about despite that <clears throat> I actually uh, don't like music too much I like to uh, just have silence okay. or do I like wearing clothes very much I just like to uh, increase the temperature to about 30 35 degrees in my apartment and be naked um but now, Ian I had, oh, I had couch surfers you know you, oh. I was one of those couch surfing guys do you know what I'm talking about
1: Absolutely yeah. I was a big fan of couch surfing myself and let me tell you Ian I will never judge you because all these things even though I I might have mentioned something else mm-hmm. all these things can bring you pleasure silence oh my goodness I have been put in rooms of silence when I was with the monks for many hours, days, weeks, because this is a great moment of introspection. And that is pleasurable to get to know who you are in your head and stuff like that. And nakedness, Ian, goodness gracious, being naked is a great pleasure that we unfortunately cannot fully experience out in the world but do embrace it in your own house
0: the the problem that i see here is that i don't feel like silent uh contemplative uh, nude mastication would lend itself very well to uh, the podcast form um so i don't maybe, think i can actually combine I- these
1: Maybe not combining, but maybe doing this podcast in the nude, Ian. (laughs) It's internet. I mean, Ian, this could
0: be... Are you okay there? (laughs) You seem to be.
1: Yes, Ian. Yes, Ian. I just... Find that this could bring a lot of pleasure to you, and once again, mm. maybe not so much to your listeners who cannot fully embrace this aspect. But your guests could sell, certainly enjoy this aspect
0: of your show. Well, yeah, that that is something to consider. That actually might boost the ratings somewhat if if we say beforehand, "Hey, look, audience! I know it's still a podcast, so there's no video element." But the guest host will be naked during the interview and the the guest host, the host will be interviewed and the guest, the host will be naked and the guest will be interviewed and can be naked or not, depending on. The, you know. mm-hmm. I suppose that, that is something I can consider. And I'm going to actually write that in my notebook right now. Now, you mentioned spring. Uh, that it was like a spring in my step, having a, a, a different type of podcast like this. And mm-hmm. you mentioned summer, but how about fall and winter? And, and how can I integrate those seasons and those emotions into pleasure for my audience?
1: Yes, of course. A lot of people have favorite seasons, and mm-hmm. of course that can impact their their pleasure. But you I know, think I,
0: I've always really liked a southern hemisphere winter.
1: Okay, I must say that because I've only been uh, to Melbourne through Zoom, I cannot uh, (laughs) quite know what a a, a, a Southern Hemisphere winter is. Tell me more, Ian, and I I will extract the pleasures elements out of it.
0: Oh, you're right. I just mentioned something else that I enjoy. Hmm, There is some pleasure in my life. Uh, Okay, so a Southern Hemisphere winter is kind of like a Northern Hemisphere summer, although Not as humid. I suppose it also kind of depends where you are. If you're in the middle of a rainforest, then I'm sure it's humid as as hell. Okay. Mm.
1: Well, I think a lot of, in general, I will say that the demographic of the 18 to 35 usually like that kind of weather. Mm. It's, uh, It's very... Agreeable because you can wear a little more uh, free-flowing clothing. Mm-hmm. Uh, you uh, are you know you usually can be outside for long periods of time. Uh, so that is completely understandable. Now, if we want to go uh, to fall and winter, there's just a shift in pleasures, and that is important to note, and that's chapter uh, 13 of my book. Ooh, is the, the shift. chapter? Yes, is the shift in pleasures. They can change between in the fall, some people enjoy per, perhaps like layering up clothing, having that feeling of warmth. Uh, something that people might not do as much in the spring and summer is have a bath you know this is again elements that will bring pleasure because oh i have shifted there's a change there's a and I, I get to do this again something that i haven't done six in six months or something like that
0: like a like take a bath
1: exactly
0: so should i be doing podcasts while taking a bath
1: Oh, that's what I'm
0: considering.
1: And this is, I mean, if you maximize the elements that can bring you pleasure while doing <laughs> this
0: podcast,
1: that really could bring you to a complete other state. And once again, can you, the? Well, I believe that by doing this, you will be able to project this, this pleasure onto your <laughs> listeners.
0: <laughs> well that's i mean it's a very tough time uh penny for not only myself but for listeners all around the world and you know that's one of the things that i i'm hoping to accomplish here um when i you know it, it takes a lot of work to produce this show it takes a lot of work to find celebrities to find politicians to find whoever to to get them to agree to make radio podcasts with their favorite improvisers from montreal improv Mm -hmm. it takes a lot of work to finagle all these people i feel like a shepherd i feel like a shepherd shepherding sheep all the time day in day out and As a result, I don't think of myself very much. There's very little me time. I'm always worrying about others and making sure their internet connections are fine, making sure their sound is working, making sure they know what Zoom meeting to log into, that sort of thing. And maybe I should do all of this while taking a shower.
1: Well I'm happy I think is there nothing better than for you to think about this stuff and starting to realize what you know what would make it even more pleasurable for you to do this podcast I find it I find your process very interesting and this is what we do as designers there's never any wrong answers to to a problem there's just oh. different pathways to it but what if and I then-
0: Okay, but what if I take a pathway that maybe leads me to darkness and destruction, which which is not inconceivable for a man in my position. Hmm. Well, I mean, <laughs> you, dark- you you made a noise as if you had never considered this possibility.
1: <laughs> no, no, uh, quite to the contrary. I mean, darkness once again is a mm-hmm. place that can make you rest a lot of people enjoy rest mm-hmm. um you know and so i think this is interesting now destruction eh, i mean again you know there's um emotions in, in destruction what I, I i visualize is um you know uh strong feelings uh, lots of uh Of internal turmoil that can be released through destruction. So destruction can bring pleasure. But once again, destruct if destruction comes to a, 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 a bad end,
0: mm-hmm.
1: that will not, I think you won't reap the, the pleasures, right?
0: Well, again, I think I'm going to need some concrete examples here. So what I can say is that my living room has almost no natural sunlight. So at least the darkness part, I've got that down. I've got Mm -hmm. that completely down. And what you're saying is that I should interpret this darkness as um, uh, a, a fulfilling feeling of rest. Uh, and, uh, you know, how restfulness is, is, is nice and it's, it's true. I am someone who likes to sleep. I am someone who likes to nap. So if I have a little bit of a mental shift, I can maybe sort of get on board there, but the destruction part, I'm still a little bit confused. Is there?
1: Well, Well, think about exciting destruction, like popping bubble wrap, like crinkling aluminum foil. Okay, like this yeah. is uh, this is what i'm thinking
0: mm-hmm, little yeah.
1: elements of you know a uh, squishing a bottle
0: yeah yeah give me more examples uh, i need more yeah yeah
1: like uh karate you know breaking a piece of wood in two be, if you have uh, that ability
0: yeah yeah that's okay more more I, i'm getting i'm getting a dopamine rush here yes. I, I need some more what's another good example
1: Like, right now, one of my favorite is just throwing snow all over the place. I mean, it's just, when I have to shovel, you can just throw it as far as you possibly can. Yes!
0: I got it! I understand now. Do you see, okay, Penny, you've really opened my eyes. What I'm seeing here, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to wake up tomorrow. I'm going to get naked. I'm going to be silent. There's going to be no music. I'm going to get in the shower. While I'm taking a shower, I'm going to eat a smoked meat sandwich. Mm. And I'm going to chew. During this entire process, I'm going to be in the dark. There's going to be no lights on in this bathroom. And I will be uh, cracking ice cubes out of an ice tray. <gasps> And drawing mustaches on photos, on people's faces.
1: (laughs) Amazing.
0: Amazing. And that is going to give me the juice I need to make an amazing podcast that will surely touch the hearts of, dare I say, millions?
1: I mean, you know, I pride myself with my job, pleasure designer, but everybody in a way is their own designer. And I feel that I've enabled you to really come up with a pathway that's right for you this sounds
0: wonderful ian oh my god well penny you have been again a savior that first time when you told when you when you gave me that note in an improv workshop and now here on on this podcast of characters this bonus episode special behind the scenes there's no guest it is me ian astrukiza speaking with penny and you have really, really helped me today, I have to say.
1: Well, you know what? I just want to say that I think I helped you help yourself, Ian. And that's what I want people to remember. Buy my book to help you help yourself to the pleasures that you deserve.
0: Absolutely. And you can find it on Amazon uh, and also the ebook, uh, mm-hmm. Finding Pleasure in Hidden Places. Wink. Mm-hmm. Uh, remember, The Wink does not denote anything sexual. It's just a tease to get you to read the book. Um, and uh, you will be um, – is there anything that you have to plug? Will you be doing any book tours anywhere else?
1: Well, I mean, my my global uh, touring continues. I will certainly now be talking to the people of the high steppes of uh, Turjikistan – Where once again, they also have to explore the pleasures from being sometimes in some deserted areas with some smelly animals. But there are ways (laughs) to find pleasure there, Ian. There's always a way.
0: There's always a way. Even if you're surrounded by smelly animals, don't worry about it. Um, I would like to plug uh, The Fifth Dentist. Go check it out. It's a short film that I made earlier this year with some very funny, talented people. Keep listening to characters. It will give you pleasure. Trust me and trust Penny on this. Um, I was supposed to have Marilyn uh, Towin on uh, on this uh, episode. She wasn't able to come, but... Um, Uh, check out her she's on the uh, montreal improv house team now so uh, check out her shows uh, online on zoom and uh, check out montreal improv they're open again for business they have online classes if you want to if you want to do what this is only a whole lot better that's probably the place to learn Um, thank you very much for your time enjoy the rest of your weekend